I serve Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. I want you to do this for me for a second. I want you to think about this. We showed that video earlier about the story of Noah. And um, I just want to say this up front, that there's this... um, kind of feel, and there's kind of this like theme in the earth right now that like stories that we read in the book of Genesis, like Noah, that they're just like poetic poems or they're just like these like like pictures that we can, you know, grab some, you know, thoughts from. I want to go on record and be very clear. The, imp- the entire Bible is true, okay? The entire Bible happened, Okay. There is nothing false about it. Um, If you want to go to the Creation Museum, they will show you scientific proof about the flood, okay? It is scientifically proven, all right? And so um, we believe the Bible, the entirety of the Bible. We believe that it was, you know, that God breathed it. It was his word. It's his truth. And so when we hear stories like Noah we need to take those and go, you know what? This wasn't just a good story, okay? And I know, like, most of us grew up in Sunday school with, like, felt boards and, you know what I mean? And there was the boat and Noah and the animals. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, when we hear sometimes these stories, we can almost tune out. But there's so much truth. There's so much revelation that God wants to speak to us through these moments. Amen? Amen. So I want you to do this for a second, Okay. I want you to think about, number one, if God showed up in your quiet time, okay? Imagine you're in the car. Imagine you're at your house. Imagine you're here at service, and and the Lord just spoke to you and said, um, hey, Adam, um, love the whole uh, worship vibe thing. I love you're doing a great job with the youth. You're, You're killing all these things, but I really need you to build a boat. I need you to build an ark. I think most of us, most of us would be like, I ate some funky food last night. That, that, that's not the Lord. I am, I'm hearing something that's way, you know, out there. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that that's what God really wants me to do. Okay. It would, it'd be pretty crazy. Okay. Now I want you to think for a minute also about if Noah, was alive in 2021, and God spoke to Noah and asked Noah to build a boat, an ark, and Noah responded the same way, because this is what I love about Noah, that God spoke to him, and Noah didn't fight him. Isn't that interesting? Noah didn't, you know, he didn't tell the Lord, well, you know, let me pray and fast about this for the next 12 months. Uh, God, you know, let me talk to like 14 of my friends. You know, God, you know, let me uh, pull a town hall meeting together and see what everybody has to say. The Bible says that Noah just listened to the Lord and obeyed him. And could you imagine if Noah was doing that in 2021? Could you imagine the memes on social media about Noah? I mean, could you imagine the cancel culture? 
Can you imagine the way that they would attack him and tear down who's, who he is and his character and his integrity? And they would want to diminish everything about him. And they would absolutely tell you what? Noah is crazy. He has lost his mind. There's no way that you can trust Noah. And I got to think about this for a second. I'm sure it would have been hard for the people of that day to trust Noah too. I mean, you got to understand this. Noah's talking about a flood. They had never seen a flood. They had never heard about a flood. I'll even go a step farther and I'll prove it to you biblically right here. They had never seen rain. Noah's going, it's going to rain and there's going to be a flood and I'm going to build this boat and we all need to get into it. And they're all like, what's rain? What's a flood? And they just totally dismiss Noah. I'll show it to you. Genesis chapter nine, verse 13 the Lord says this, I've placed my rainbow in the clouds, a sign of my covenant with you to all the earth. I don't know if, if you know anything about science, but like rainbows happen after it rains. I mean, it's just simple, right? Well, this is the first time anybody ever seen a rainbow. Why? Because this is the first time that it had rained and it was stopped raining. So to these people, they thought Noah was a crazy man. We all have people in our lives we think are crazy. You're all thinking about them right now. You're like, yeah, I know that person. You know what's interesting is this. My perspective, Noah, is this, that he wasn't crazy. My perspective of Noah is that Noah had something that I call crazy faith. He just had crazy faith. And it talks about it. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, this, this chapter in Hebrews, uh, chapter 11, it's called the Hall of Faith. So you know how like we have the Hall of Fame for the NFL, and it's such a big production, and it's this big prestigious event, and you can go, and you can see you know, old past things, and you can see they build a statue of their heads and stuff. Well, this is the Hall of Fame of God, okay? God's going, hey, these are people who had crazy faith. They trusted me. They were obedient. And so God starts talking about faith. And in verse one, it says, now faith, what is faith? Faith is us believing in something we can't see. Faith is when the doctor says, hey, this is what's gonna happen. And you go, no, in Jesus' name, that's not gonna happen. I know what you see, but, but I know what my God is. Faith is completely different and outside of the realm of this world. It says, now faith brings hope into reality, okay? And it, is, and it becomes a foundation needed to acquire. I love that word acquire. That means to take things in, okay? It's faith is what we need to acquire. Acquire what? The things we long for. It's the evidence required to prove to what is unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were built off of. Aren't you thankful 
for the generations before us who walked in faith before us, the generations before us who stood in faith, the generations before us who took the gospel and brought it to the next generation. Listen, I am bound and determined that the gospel and the goodness of God and the power of God will not end in my generation, that it's going to continue until Jesus comes back, generation after generation. Verse 3, faith empowers us. Isn't that a good word? Faith empowers us to believe for miracles. Listen, I know that we want to boil God down to fit into our little box, but I'm not here to live that kind of faith. I'm not here to be that kind of church. I believe that God is a God that is a miraculous God, and he can do the impossible. And I'm not going to hold him back. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created by the power of God's words. He spoke into the invisible realm. See, that's what faith is. Faith is going, I'm going to speak life into something I can't see. I'm going to believe for something that I can't touch. I'm going to have hope for something that I can't feel. That's what faith is, an invisible realm. But we know that we know that we know it's there. And I can access it because God is what? He's for me. He's not against me. He's with me. Verse 6. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible. Do you see that word, impossible? I just told you that God can do the impossible. But the Lord's saying, without faith, it is impossible to see me move in extraordinary ways. It takes faith. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real. And what? What does that say? And that he rewards. He rewards. He rewards those who come to him in faith. You got a broken marriage? Come to God with faith. Go, Lord, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to believe that you're going to heal this brokenness. I have faith in you. He's a God who heals. He's a God who restores. And he rewards us when we come to him in faith. Verse 7, faith opened Noah's heart. Faith opened up his heart to hear the Lord, to receive the revelation of God's warning about the upcoming events, okay? So faith opens up Noah's heart to hear God go, hey, I want you to know something, Noah. Um, I'm gonna judge this earth. I need you to build a boat. I need you to rescue people. I need you to rescue the animals. Faith opened up his heart so that he could hear the word of the Lord. It's the same way for us today. I, I've, I've shown our church, I, I can't tell you how many times, you can go back and listen to previous messages where I'm like, listen, Jesus is coming back. He, I mean, it's like, it is coming back. And I mean, when I say he's coming back, I'm not talking about like a hundred years from now coming back. I'm talking about he is coming back. But you know what it is? It is faith 
It takes faith for the Holy Spirit to speak that truth into your heart so that it's not just a truth in my heart, but it's a truth in your heart. And you go, you know what? We're going to live life differently today because we know he is coming back soon. Faith opens up our hearts. You know, this church has been built on faith. Crazy faith. Okay? People's crazy faith. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm talking about... I remember uh, Pastor Matt's graduation at his school. And um, how many kids are in your class? Like 50, 60? Maybe 50, okay. And so they, they would bring up every kid... And they would celebrate all their accolades. And then they would talk about, they would talk about what college they were going to go to. And so like student after student, they're bringing them up. You know, they're going to Cincinnati. They're going, you know, to uh, Yale. They're going to this school. And they're just celebrating all these different schools and colleges they're going to. And then Pastor Matt, Matt Shrenowith comes up on stage. And they're like, Matt Shrenowith graduate. And he is moving to Cincinnati to plant a church. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what? 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 what they should have said, Pastor Matt is moving to Cincinnati to live in a dirty basement. <laughs> Pastor Matt is moving to Cincinnati uh, to do a bunch of work and not get paid for it. Pastor Matt is moving to Cincinnati to believe in something that doesn't exist. That's what they should have said. See, this church has been built on crazy faith. I mean, when me and Jess moved here, man, we knew nobody. I had a, somebody called me a couple weeks ago. They were like, how do you move to a city and know nobody and start a church? I go, I don't know. God did it. We didn't know anybody. We just moved here. We just packed up our stuff. It takes crazy faith to go, you know what? Um, I don't know about all you, um, but I like getting paid. Anybody else like getting paid? Anybody like their paycheck? Okay. Yeah, we did too. And, um, and the Lord told us to let it go. And I'm like, to let it go for what, Lord? I have children. I have a family. It took crazy faith. It took crazy faith. It was 18 of us, 18 of us. I, I was shocked it was 18 of us, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? You're not a known commodity. Nobody knows who you are. It's a crazy faith. You know what? It's interesting. It still takes crazy faith. Right now, there are hundreds of people in Elevate Church. Uh, I'm going to give you some names like the Keller family, okay? Like Bill and Etta Price. Uh, the Brown family, the Roller family, the Wonderly family, young people like Drew and Omar and Olivia and Marissa and Adam. There is just, I could go on and on and on telling names and stories about people inside of Elevate Church that have crazy faith with us. And they give thousands of dollars. They sow time and energy and talent into us. Why? Because we know, we know in our hearts, because of faith, 
the Lord has opened up our hearts to hear his voice. And the voice of the Lord is going, I'm coming back soon. And I need you to live in crazy faith. And I need you to go rescue as many people as you possibly can. This church was built on crazy faith. This church exists with crazy faith. We're going to move forward in crazy faith. Why? Because when the door of the, of the boat was closed, it's when the rain started. See, the rain didn't start before the door closed. See, if the rain would have started and the earth would have started giving up all that water, I mean, there would have been an, a flood of people to the boat. But it didn't start till the door was closed. And then when the door was closed, because the Lord, did you hear in that video? See, and that's what the word says. It wasn't Noah who closed the door. It was the Lord who closed the door. So when the Lord closed the door, what happened? They were all trapped. There was no hope. No hope. And the same thing is going to happen in the earth someday real soon. There's going to be a rapture of all of us. We've talked about it. Man, what a great day that's going to be for all of us. All of us that believe in Jesus, man, we're going to get raptured. We're going to be face-to-face with Jesus. He's got this incredible party planned for us for seven years. I can't imagine the God food we're going to eat, okay? I mean, the God food is going to, I mean, I don't even know, I don't even know what to call it. I just call it God food. The stuff we're going to eat with God, I can't even imagine, okay? He's got this great party planned for us. And it's going to be a great day, and it's going to be a great celebration for seven years in heaven with Jesus. But the reality is this. This is what grips my heart, is that there are people that I know that if Jesus came the next minute from here, they're, they're trapped. You have family members. You have friends. You have coworkers. You have people living on your street. You know people that if Jesus came tomorrow, and we are all like, yes, Lord, come now, they'd be trapped. But you know what I love? It's that God loves people. Like God's crazy about people. And he has one desire to do what? To reach people. To reach them. He wants to reach people. He wants to love people. And you know what else he wants to do? He wants to heal people. He wants to heal their marriages. He wants to heal their life. He wants to heal their kids. He wants to heal their bodies. He wants to heal all the brokenness in their life because he loves people. So I want to show you this great story. The family that started coming to our church about six months ago, their names are the Haddads, and it's a story of God's supernatural grace, favor, love, blessing. Go ahead, turn your attention to the screen. 